Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Denniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can i'm scared to close my eyes i see dead people i believe you have my papler now that i've met you would you object to never seeing me again this is not just a couch it's just our couch take the red pill and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes leave the light on after bedtime I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. This Halloween, six strangers have been invited to a party. If they can stay up till dawn, they'll win one million dollars each. The only catch is that they'll have to live through the night. Let the games begin. Open the door! Stephen, are you doing this? No. So just in time for Halloween, um, we've got... Our next yes. movie <laughs> is House on Haunted Hill uh, from 1999, like all movies on this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you uh, you allowed Princess Mononoke, uh, much to your chagrin, uh, onto this show, and that was you know from another year. So, uh, but yeah, as far as domestic releases, they should all be uh, under under the, our title, 99 from 99. Um, I thought this one was a remake, though. I have to admit. Okay, you didn't know it was a remake, or I just meant that that was how we uh, <laughs> we finished our last conversation. No, wasn't that the clue? Do, do I remember? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> you don't but... remember? That was your clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's, like, it's like a week ago. You know, I have to I have to erase <laughs> all that out of my head. Um, have you seen the original? No, I have not. I've seen. Um, actually, maybe I have. I only really remember the the other remake, uh, the, the Haunting. I remember the the original of that clearly, and I own a copy of that one. But this one, if I've seen it, I don't have any memories of the original. You know, I, so I had seen the original uh, before I saw this movie, and this movie was actually uh, a theatrical, you know, outing uh, for me. Uh, I think I dragged my parents to to go see it uh, near mm-hmm. near Halloween. Um, and, and I, I had a really good time with it, uh, back then. And, uh, I think I kind of regarded it as somewhat of a guilty pleasure after that point. 
But now, watching it today, I, I think it's legitimately fun. Um, the original, I haven't seen in many years, and, and I should have gone back and rewatched it. Uh, it, it's, it's very good and it's, and it's really like, like it's a, it's a staple, uh, for its genre in that, in that time and everything. Uh, but I always find myself wanting to rewatch this more just from like an entertainment, uh, level standpoint. And I don't know, to me, this is how remakes should be. They, they take the initial premise. Uh, they have a, a few, you know, a few throwbacks to, uh, the original film. Uh, that that maybe people catch on to, maybe people don't. Jeffrey Rush here plays a guy named Stephen Price. Uh, you know, so the last name Price is the last name of the actor fr- who who pl- was in his role in the original. Um, and then the, and then the movie just kind of goes off from there and does all sorts of different you know crazy stuff. And I, I have a I have a lot of fun with this. Uh, so I'm gonna predict I'm gonna predict that you hated it. Mostly, mostly hated it. Yes, uh, it's very loud, Ben. <laughs> it's it's a very loud movie. It's very loud and obnoxious uh, for for long stretches. I turned it up. I turned it up very loud. Are you serious? In my, in my apartment, oh my I I probably annoyed people quite a lot. Uh, but uh, but the sound design, the sound design is one of the many things I really enjoy about it. I think it definitely feels of its time. It feels. Uh, it wears its its sort of '90s. Uh, I, I think, in particular, what they would have called like the music video sort of style, uh, pretty you know, pretty openly. Um, you know, my initial thought was that uh, someone watched uh, the the music video for Nine Inch Nails closer, and was like, "Let's let's do that for for 90 minutes. Let's just have some." Um, I mean, it's clearly over the top imagery, but a little tongue in cheek that you're having fun with it, not taking it taking yourself too seriously, which I, I can appreciate. Uh, but, um, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, cause this is, I know this is the end of our, our Tay Diggs tour here. Uh, I think, I think it just would have aged better if it just had a better cast involved. You know, you mentioned Jeffrey Rush, uh, and he is the, the lead, uh, if there is one here, but all the, the lambs going to the slaughter, I think are for the most part, pretty forgettable, uh, forgettable actors and forgettable roles. Um, okay, uh, okay. Famke Jensen is a forgettable person. I mean, I like her. Uh, Chris Kattan, I think. I mean, Chris okay, Kattan. Now we're, now we're off the rails. Chris here. Kattan <laughs> can be annoying, I think, in other roles, but in this, I, I felt like they appropriately used him. Like his character is, is and say, so, okay, you brought up the the '90s, uh, you know, and I think there is an element of that. Uh, Chris Kattan is, in many ways. He's sort of like the 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 uh, symbolic uh, equal to the really intelligent kids in in the scream films or whatever. That he's basically saying what the audience you know is saying to themselves: uh, get out of the house. Uh, that person's dead. Uh, there's no point to any of this, and so he just starts getting drunk. There's a lot to uh, you know. And Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher is a very underrated actor. I just rewatched. Sex Lies and Videotape, love him in that movie, and I, I, I like him here. Uh, this is, you know, uh, on the heels of, of his great success in, uh, in, in American Beauty. Um, <laughs> the King, yes, I forgot. <laughs> I, I enjoy the I enjoy the cat. I actually think that's one of its strong suits, and I really? think is it, it would have... You kind of passed over 
you know, the two probably weakest links. Although, you know, okay, Chris sure, Katan, sure. The uh, leads, Allie Larder, Larder and, and uh, Tay Diggs. Uh, Bridget, uh, how dare you even throw Tay Diggs into that? All I was right, Bridget, go with, uh, Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson was in, I know he did last summer, and she was okay in that. And she's okay here. Uh, I think she's fine. I'd have no problem with her. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think she's forgettable. Here's, I think she's here, perfectly fine. Yeah, she's fine. forgettable. Here's, here's an issue um, I have with it is how much with these type of films are you meant to enjoy uh, the people who are about to be killed? I think you are I, supposed to enjoy them, and I and I do. So I like and that's enjoy why them as people, or enjoy knowing that they're going to be killed. I enjoy them as people, and then that makes me, you know, want to root for them to not get killed. And I like that experience of watching a horror film where hmm. you're, you, you, where, where you care about the characters. Uh, uh, you know, to me, it's always more suspenseful and scarier that way. Where you, you know, when you're when you're saying to yourself, you know, don't go in there, don't do that, blah blah blah. When you're watching uninspired, empty. Uh, performances, which you know, this movie has a direct-to-video sequel. I imagine that's what it what it plays like. Is that it's very empty, uh, forgettable characters doing you know n- you know nonsense and everything. That's an empty experience for me. But this is fun. Um, the little the, little, the, the ways I'm that they play for... off of each other. Uh, here, I'll let I'll let you go in a second. But let me just, like, oh, like early on, early on, we get this really nice scene between Jeffrey Rush and Famke Jensen, uh, where where they bring up you know how they've tried to kill each other multiple times. It's 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 terrific dark humor, uh, well, nice sort of back say. and forth of insulting that's the only between thing I'm them. For and is uh, who's going to win that particular battle between this this married couple that hates each other? That's really the only thing. From this film that I'm sort of engaged with. I gave you a goddamn guess this two pages long. Where the hell are they? Shredded. Sorry. Decided to whip up one of my own. A group so hungry for money they'd be willing to do anything. I thought you'd be more comfortable with your peers. It's stupid of me not to expect something this twisted from you. Congratulations. Round one, you win. Not quite. See those people down there? They're not the ones I invited. Yeah, then who are they? You tell me. I don't know how you managed to hack into my computer, but bravo. Come on. You think I invite that bunch of social rejects? Sure, no, it wasn't me. And if you say it wasn't you, then who the hell did Evelyn? Ghosts. Ooh, spooky. You know, if you really love me, you find a way to drop dead in the next three seconds. Finding ways for me to die is really your deal, isn't it, Evelyn? Let's not forget the OJ knife with the not-quite-retractable blade. Your Jim Jones Kool-Aid that was exactly that. Accidents. All accidents until proven otherwise. I'd be so happy if that were really true, Evelyn. And positively goddamn delirious if you weren't fucking every living thing in our area code. Which part of that fantasy turns you on the most? Me with other men? Or just the other men? Everything you do gets me hot, just not in the sexual sense. You're hurting me. I know. And it doesn't, but okay, the movie does a good job in terms of getting you to think, okay, how much of, how much of this uh, is supernatural? How much of this is them uh, trying to one-up each other? Are they that dark as characters that they could really, one of them could be staging this whole thing to, to, to kill the other? And I haven't given anything away yet, so we don't have to give a spoiler alert. Uh, but we will eventually. Uh, and, and so I like that element of the movie that you're never really sure uh, how much 
you're never really sure how much Stephen Price is up to. You're never really sure how much Evelyn is up to. And that is something that's carried over from the original, uh, which is one of the things that really works about that film as well. And, you know, it, this film did a, good, did, a, did a really decent, good job in terms of carrying over those things that worked about the original and then updating it for a 90s audience. I remember liking it in theaters. I, I like it now. Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I wonder, I, I wonder if the, the low ratings and everything are basically people who aren't the audience for this movie to begin with. And, and you know, maybe it's a little unfair for that. And, 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 I, and also Deniston, I got to say compared to the haunting, you know, this is amazing. Like this mm, is a I'd movie that way. knows what it wants, knows what it is. It is very consistent in terms of those aims, those aims aren't like really high or anything. I don't think it's, you know, I mean, I, I do think it's really basically escapist entertainment. It just does a really good job at doing that. Yeah. I'd go the other way. At least I like Lily Taylor and the other one, this one, I don't know. I don't know if I like, like, I like Catherine Zia Jones in that film, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson in the haunting and that remake would have fit very well in this film. Like that character, what figure? Because I didn't really care what happened to him, and uh, I guess you know, spoiler alert for that movie. Uh, you know, he's the one that gets the big, I guess, money shot kill in it. If you're rooting for someone to die, this one, you know, okay. So you you talked about some of the low ratings he gets. So it, this was initially a hit, right, when it opened? Yeah, I mean, from by all indications, it uh, you know, it, it, and that is another interesting thing is that um, there it, it isn't often that you see horror movies. Uh, release directly on Halloween. There's u- they're usually released like a week earlier or so. Sure. And um and this one kind of w- was kind of ballsy in term in terms of it, of its release strategy. Um th- this wasn't something that w- was done a whole lot. Weirdly enough, even though it seems like such a no brainer. Well, especially the uh, you know the, the sort of quick flame out of of the horror genre at the box office. It's usually opening weekend. Yeah, exactly. And that's it anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why they would be. Uh, super concerned trying to play it like it's a, a Christmas film coming out November 1st. Um, I, I wonder if it is it is this aged well in the, the horror community? Because I could see some people who are into this particular genre where this is kind of a tweener, where it, it, it falls too far, you know, in between the cracks where it's not going to be totally, you know, up their alley. And then for people who are not into, uh, you know, this, they, they may have gone, <laughs> they may have leaned to, to the more PG 13 territory. Uh, of the DreamWorks movie that came out early in the summer. Well, I think it's aged better than The Haunting for sure. Um, it, it it had a deluxe, uh, you know, Blu-ray package come out from uh, Shout Factory uh, about about two years ago, and and the the Haunting is basically, uh, you know, languished. You know, like it's it, the Haunting is kind of like like you, you see it pop up on HBO Go every now and then, and then that's about it. You know, there isn't really as much talk about it. Um, there have been other versions of The Haunting uh, now. Um, but, yeah, I'm just I'm just generally satisfied, satisfied with this film. And um, I don't know, going back to Chris Kattan, I enjoy so much about... Please, uh, no. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. I, I enjoy this little uh, exchange they have late, late in the movie where, where he says that the house doesn't, isn't going to feel anything because it's a fucking house. <sighs> what do you say? Christ didn't make the list. The house did. 
Because she's a vengeful, stupid. Wait, this is crazy. You don't get it, do you? This house is pissed. It has no morals. Because it's a fucking house! Insane. Right, calm down. All right, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. And I enjoy how, like, right after that, there's this recognition of, like, oh, he's just taken it way too far in his drunken stupor. The, the movie has a lot of fun with itself. And in comparison to The Haunting, The Haunting didn't know what it wanted to be. This does. Um, you know, if The Haunting had been more sure of itself, sure, there was more potential there. But this knows that, you know, what it, this knows the audience that it's aiming for. It knows that it will only last for three days and then it's disposable trash. I think that's unfair. (laughs) I think this is one of the better, better horror remakes I can think of. I would put this up there with, you know, like the fly. Um, what are the other ones? Are there any other ones that are uh, pretty good? Uh, Gus Van Sant psycho. That's terrible. Uh, Not a good example. As the producer for Texas chainsaw massacre. That That is terrible. That's bad. (laughs) These are all bad examples. Uh, (laughs) They fall right in line with this. Actually, I would, uh, much prefer uh, Psycho. I've watched that Psycho movie uh, a good number of times. The um, Gus Van Sant version? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually I really like I don't those. remember liking it very much. Well, I mean, that's. I don't think that's like a particularly like hot take there, but uh, I, I do remember wishing uh, that there were remakes uh, like that as well. That not they're not afraid of being remakes, uh, even though that's sort of a, a dirty word, I guess. Among especially when the uh, the film communities online started to pop up. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I like th- leaning into it. I think that's a lot of bullshit. You know, not not you. I'm talking about the people online. The only other thing I would want to highlight about it is that uh, in comparison to The Haunting, The Haunting was an early, you know, offender in terms of like overly using very fake looking, goofy looking CGI. And we both called it out for that. Mm-hmm. At the time that now the effects here, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, they're definitely not not photorealistic or anything, but it goes back to, you know, what I've highlighted that I like about the film. It's very consistent. It, 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 like it's see, it's a combination of a lot of different types of techniques and everything in order to achieve, you know, a result. And I find myself more able to, you know, suspend my disbelief and believe this haunted house and some of the things going on in it. Uh, in comparison to those last 10 minutes of the, of the haunting that are just completely off the rails, uh, you know, visually. And and that would be the only misstep, I think, in House on Haunted Hill. And I don't know, if, can we go into spoiler territory at this point? I think people who listen are always amused uh, by your, <laughs> your 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 catering uh, to to I guess you know the, their concerns about being spoiled. Well, on look, I, I'm just I, there's someone out there who hasn't seen the House on Haunted Hill, and they might want to, and I don't want them to you know have a horrible time uh, with it because we spoiled it. I'd I'd be very surprised after any of our conversations if we're actually getting someone to do <laughs> go the extra mile and watch any of these things. They should. Uh, people should. People, especially maybe, especially horror know, movie fans especially horror movies fans who what, what about Pushington it was the one that was the one that we got people we got a few people to okay watch good our, i'm glad i'm glad it. that's a good movie and yeah okay this this movie too i think you know horror movie fans there are probably a lot of horror movie fans that may have checked may have skipped this or, or and may not even be on their radar at all and they should go back and check it out so you know now that we've said that let's go into spoiler territory 
Okay. Uh, my my biggest criticism of this film is that right when things you know start to get going, when you know the evil is unleashed from the center of the house and everything, uh, you know it all just ends way way too fast. That's my mo- that's the, the part of the movie I enjoy the most. And uh, apparently there, so there was okay, well not apparently so there was a deleted scene um, that I actually really enjoyed and was really wondering why they why they took it out. Um, so at that section of the film, Ali Larder originally uh, fell through uh, down down two stories in in the house and was attacked by you know zombies and stuff. And it's a really cool scene, and it would seem to really fit for that part of the movie. And and then and then that's the only other thing I dislike about the movie is that after that we get this kind of corny uh, thing with Chris Kattan appearing as a ghost and, and helping them get out, which I thought was unnecessary, and, and they didn't need any of that. Um, but uh, but that's about it. Over overall, this is you know this is one I really enjoy. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me with with you. Um, I, I had sort of had you pegged as a, a Jeffrey Rush guy and yeah, in particular in a role definitely. like this uh i you know i i'm a tay dicks person and he's kind of playing uh uh just the the dull uh straight man i guess just the uh the the, the hero role who really doesn't do a whole lot uh except well <laughs> except well, you know survive but you know and and i mean i you know this sounds this sounds very lame uh to say it like this today but you know we have a black protagonist uh who doesn't have anything particularly extra special about him uh, being the hero here at the, at the mm. end of this movie. Um, not That's not, you know, extremely common in 1999. Mm, yeah, you're, yeah that's, that's definitely true. Um, it's probably not really that common now, uh, even like it, for this type of role. Um, well, which... it goes against the cliche of that, that in horror movies, traditionally, they all, you know, they always say that the black person dies mm-hmm. first or whatever. Here, not so. Not so, and I wouldn't say that, that his part is particularly interesting in any way. Like, there's sure. not a particular quirk or hang. And that, that's not, you know, knocking uh, Tay Diggs or because you probably do have to have, like, you know, a rather sort of vanilla lead in this, if especially if you're having, uh, you know, the the two married couple, like the, the Jeffrey Rush is hamming it up, and uh, his wife is definitely like leaning into like the femme fatale uh, territory. Um, even to your point of Chris Kattan, like <laughs> sort of playing it up a little bit, like it's only really like in the unnecessary moment in the end uh, that he's sort of getting into Chris Kattan, what I would consider Chris Kattan territory. Uh, I didn't have as big of a problem with the the way it wraps up uh, as much. Uh, I did wonder, you know, what you what you thought about the visual effects in that regard because it felt like it felt like to me they were doing the best. Sure, <laughs> they were trying to do something interesting on a much smaller budget than say the the DreamWorks haunting that came out earlier that year, and they were like, okay. Yeah, what what extra little bit of flair, like you know, quirk or creativity can we bring to this? And I won't knock him for that. I don't, you know, it's probably not aged well at all. But I imagine if I had seen this, you know, opening weekend Halloween in 1999, I would probably have thought the the creature effects, the house effects as they were, were pretty cool towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. They had, it hasn't really aged too well and everything. But I think you're right. They were, you know, they were trying to create something unique and different that's specific to this, you know, house. 
Uh, and it's sort of it's sort of the the creature that emerges from the house sort of like resembles like an ink blot kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's pretty creative and clever. I'd rather see that than see what we saw in the haunting, which which didn't work at all. Uh, what's his name? Hugh Crane, uh, old Hugh Crane, <laughs> popping out of the pa- po- painting and uh, becoming like some gigantic. Uh, uh, monster, uh, y- you know, thing, I and mean, that was that was yeah, dumb. It's amusing to me how much uh, hate you're laying on uh, the haunting because I felt like we got uh, and we continue to get uh, so much mileage out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the real stars of this podcast have been that Pushington, Entrapment. Those those have been the peaks of, of this. Maybe maybe even uh, uh, Tarzan. You know, those are the ones that have really uh, been some some prized episodes there. Well, these movies were definitely compared to each other in 1999 uh, in terms of like trying to be a revitalization of like the haunted house genre. And there was like, like they did 13 ghosts. They did a remake of 13 ghosts after this. Um, In in some ways, the third scream film kind of culminates as a haunted house kind of movie Uh, there. You you know, there there is some interesting ways that this ties into what was going on in in horror movies in in the late nineties. I mean, and we've not really touched on it because we did quite a bit with the uh, the haunting, but uh, it probably felt a little old hat. I mean, knowingly so. Like, I mean, I think they're they're definitely, as you said, they're calling back to the the original, but uh, especially coming just a few months after Blair Witch Project, which is you know the, at that point like a uh, considered a much you know fresher look at way of doing like a haunted house type thing. Even though that's taking place in the woods, it does culminate in a, a haunted house sequence. Um, I don't know if this one, though, took as much of the uh, critical uh, bludgeoning for it as The Haunting did, opening like within a week of The Blair Witch. You know, I mean, it's like... This I is know like how you one, feel about Blair Witch. Is, yeah, I mean, you know I'm not a fan <laughs> of Blair Witch. I just think this is one of those movies that, it's, that it was very easy for the critics to pass this off as a, a you know not a fresh a, a retread of things that have been done before and everything but for if you're a horror movie fan and you're able to look beneath the surface of what's going on here there's a lot to enjoy about it and uh, yeah and, and the cast especially the cast especially which is what i'm i'm surprised that you don't like these people uh these are good people uh deniston yeah. you know um, <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> We can leave but that's, I just, that's, that's it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like try to defend it as some classic, you know, piece of cinema or anything. But it, it, you know, this is this is good, honest fun at the movie theaters, and you know, this here's it the, deserves it deserves to be checked out. Yeah, I won't go that far. But uh, where where do you stand on the uh, the sort of dark castle imprint that uh, I believe it was Joel Silver and Robert Zemeckis? Uh, started and it starts here, like with their they're sort of like they're gonna have their own little sort of horror uh, imprint. Uh, and you, I think you mentioned Thirteen Ghosts, Ghost Ship, yeah, uh, the House of Wax. Did you? I've like seen I've seen stuff? those, and I and I wasn't I don't remember being a fan, but I, I but I definitely didn't link I didn't necessarily link them together. You know, um, I remember there was also one that I never saw called Fear dot com, and I think hmm. maybe that was this director's follow-up film but i could be wrong about that i think you're right on that yeah um, yes you're right yeah. yeah i'm right I, i've never seen that film May, i mean maybe i should check it out it's probably it's probably no good but whatever <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a good way to end it <laughs> well what's up next okay uh is it my turn to give you uh, a clue on this since you, you know you uh, were quizzing me and uh 
You you can remember. you can, but I'll admit that I don't like this thing where I where I pretend that I don't know what it is. I, I can't I, do I, that. I don't. I mean, I know <laughs> what we're going to talk about, but I don't know exactly what's next. So uh, uh, you can, I guess, you can attempt to fool me. Ah, if okay. You must. Well, uh, one of the stars of House on Haunted Hill starred in a movie the same year, you know, 1999, that had the first half of this title in it. I mean, really, we're talking about Tay Diggs. Oh, and you, you've already mentioned yeah, I've this. already mentioned it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this, uh, so it's American Beauty. Uh, uh, so uh, the next thing up would be American Movie. There you go. This is the okay. year of the American, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? It seems like there's, there's probably far too many movies that are called American something. I think basically... It's a it's a it's a really good way to to get me to respect a movie is you just call it American something and I'm like yeah there we go <laughs> American uh, I, Hustle I did not know that about you uh, American History X you know you add American in the title it's just like what know. about American Honey did you ever watch that oh I hated it that was you brought up the one the I one film I that I didn't that I didn't <laughs> yep. like. I want well. I want to keep it consistent. We are going to end on negativity, no matter what. Well, I, I, I just you know I, I didn't like I, yeah I didn't like American Honey, and then you know it it, it interrupted me from uh, my Saturday night uh, line dancing, uh, which I do every Saturday night as the director of, of American Honey would presume all Americans do. Uh, I never watched it because, uh, and you can correct me because uh, I'm presumably I'm wrong, but I'd read that it's about young people selling magazine subscriptions or something of that nature, traveling around the country. I don't remember that. They were they were young, you know, ne'er do wells, and you know they were kind of kind of worthless people. Is uh, I thing. couldn't get over the magazine thing. I just I was just like, what is this uh, nonsense? So I never checked it out. But I also heard it's really long too. So uh, massively long, massively okay. long. Not American movie though, <laughs> uh, which I think I think is pretty brief. I did not watch the uh, the film uh, within the film, uh, the one that they're uh, they're they're covering this guy attempting to to make. But I presume you will fill us in on that on the next episode. You'll have to wait and see. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99. 99